I was confronted with the claims of Jesus Christ my first year in high school, the ninth grade, when I encountered a group of students who came in for prayer meeting in the morning and Bible study in the afternoon. And it was through that group that I was introduced to the gospel. Growing up in the synagogue in Hebrew school, uh, the first prayer I remember as a young child that we were taught, memorized, and recited, the first prayer or creed that I recall was Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. You remember that from Hebrew school? <laughs> Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, Echad, absolute unity, absolute unity. Being confronted with the gospel, uh, I had to come to terms with Jesus, Son of God, and Savior. Now, my dad, one day after Hebrew school, dad picked my brother and I up, and now we were 12 turning 13. Uh, my brother is my identical twin. And dad said, boys, you're going to be bar mitzvahed. Uh, you're going to take on the obligations and responsibilities of adult men. It's time that we have the talk. My brother and I rolled our eyes. Dad used to take us to Hebrew school, drop us off, then he'd go down the street, get a donut and coffee in the New York Times. I know no Catholic men do that. Then he would pick us up afterward. So today he picked us up, took us someplace, I can't remember just where, sat us down for the father-son talk. He said, boys, you're going to be 13. We have to talk about Jesus. Where'd that come from? And dad said, Jesus was a great rabbi who was misunderstood by the Gentiles and turned into a god. Now, you tell a young Jewish man that a Jewish guy was turned into a god and followed by Gentiles, he has to find out more about that. How did that happen? And that began a spiritual journey in all of our lives my whole family, which culminates today in our being in the Catholic Church. Just uh, after um, that period of time, Bible study, starting to attend church, and uh, on the cusp of my 16th birthday, my brother and I and a few other young people were taken down to the Niagara River 
by the minister of the church in our neighborhood, who was a Salvation Army officer in the Methodist Church. And he took us down to the river and baptized us in the name of the Father and in the name of the Son and in the name of the Holy Spirit in the Niagara River in the middle of October, <laughs> just a month ahead of the ice boom forming over Niagara Falls. So when I came to the Catholic Church, the first question I was asked was, are you baptized? I said, am I baptized? <laughs> Let me tell you about my baptism. I will remember my baptism through all of eternity. Well, I forgot to tell you that a friend of ours, my brother and me, whose name was Gershom, Gershom Berger, was baptized with us. And his parents went through the roof. They were furious. In fact, they put all of Gershom's things into a garbage bag and put out to the road. And they threatened to sit Shiva. Do you know what sit Shiva is? It's 30 days of mourning for the dead. But my father intervened, and in a conversation, they relented, but they said, the boys must go to Chabad. Now, Chabad was the very orthodox, very strict and traditional synagogue at the university. So we agreed. How could it hurt to learn more about the Torah, about scripture, about our faith, uh, how could it, any of it hurt? So we went along and went up to the door of the synagogue and I knocked on the door. And the door opened and the rabbi was standing in the doorway, Rabbi Nosen Gurari. And he welcomed us, we told him who we were and I said, I spoke up and I said, Rabbi you should know we are Jews. We believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. The rabbi leaned in and said, Get out of my yeshiva! But then another rabbi popped out from behind his shoulder. Rabbi Heschel Greenberg. And he turned to the rabbi and he said, Rabbi, Rabbi, settle down, settle down. I'll take them into my class. Now, to this day, I believe it was a good rabbi, bad rabbi routine. I think it was all a setup. So we went into Rabbi Greenberg's class and he sat us down and he said, Now, boys, what is this about three gods? And I spoke up. I said, Rabbi, we don't believe in three gods. One God. Three persons. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. But one God. He said, one God, three heads. That began our journey toward understanding this mystery of the blessed Holy Trinity. One God, three persons, my servers. And those three persons again, what are their names? The Father, the Son, ah, the, and the Holy Spirit. 
three. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I think it was St. Augustine who pointed out the mystery of the Trinity. Now, let me say the mystery. A mystery is not something we cannot ever understand. That's not what a mystery is. A mystery is a truth we need revelation to help us understand. And St. Augustine put it this way. He said that all that the Father is, the Son is. All that the Son is, the Spirit is. And all that the Spirit is, the Father is. But the Father is not the Son, and the Son is not the Spirit. The Spirit is not the Father, but they are one God. Three persons, one God. And so we learn that the Blessed Holy Trinity is in complete unity, complete harmony, complete agreement between themselves. We could say that the Holy Trinity has one will, but we could say the same thing about the will. That the will of the Father is the will of the Son, and the will of the Son is the will of the Spirit, and the will of the Spirit is the will of the Father, but they are individually the will of each. There is no disagreement between them. They share one single will. And so we can see in the Holy Trinity... An example for ourselves. What does the Blessed Holy Trinity teach us about ourselves? Well, first of all, we are created individuals, unique. God is unique, one. And we are created in what? The image and the likeness of God. The image and the likeness. So, The image, in Greek deacon, the word for image is reflection, correct? Like in a mirror, the reflection. So as if we're looking into a mirror, the reflection of God. So we are the reflection of God. We are in the likeness or we are like God. And if God is unique, that means you and I are unique. And in the words of Pope St. John Paul, who put it so beautifully, we are created unique, unrepeatable, and irreplaceable. Each one of us, unique. So how is it then we can be in perfect harmony with one another, that we can have one will? I know what you're thinking because I thought it too. We can be in perfect harmony with no disagreements? My spouse and I can't even agree on how dark the toast should be. We can have disagreements if we acknowledge them as lesser than the supreme, overarching will. And what is that will? The will of God is ultimate union. Union with God and union with one another. Remember, we confess one holy Catholic apostolic church. 
And throughout the Mass today, you will hear the prayers for unity, one body, one spirit in Christ. This is the overarching will of God that first is the union between the blessed persons of the Holy Trinity, and then our union with God, and the way we achieve that is union with each other. And just look at the world around us, brothers and sisters. Look at the United States. Look at the rest of the world. Fractured, broken, uh, in smithereens. And what is the antidote? What is the cure for that brokenness? Mutual suspicions, feelings of threat, terrible conflicts. The remedy is that unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. I think I told you this once before, but does anybody remember the meaning of the word? What, what is the word peace in Hebrew? Shalom. And what is the meaning of shalom? Sha'olam, that which is together. That which is together. And the remedy is the union, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, our union with God, our union together in the church, and we share that remedy with a fractured world. This is what we learn. And can we have disagreements? Yes, as long as we acknowledge them as lesser disagreements. The ultimate is union with God and unity in the body of Christ, which becomes an example of unity for the rest of the world. So this blessed Holy Trinity is for us an example, a living example of the bonds that might unite us and so, heal our souls, heal our divisions, and heal a broken and fractured world.